The following podcast uses words that lawyers don't use in court, even though they're thinking them. Hello and welcome to episode 318 of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Today on the show, we talked about a logical reasoning yep, question. Yep, we had a parallel reasoning question to lead off. Mm, yeah. And then we did yep. a whole bunch of personal statements, including one that was really, really, really good. Really good. Yeah. And then <laughs> some that were yeah. funny. But in any case, thanks for uh, submitting your statement to the show to be demolished. This will air on Monday, October 4th, 2021. The... January LSAT registration deadline is, well, not for a couple months. It's uh, December 3rd, so you got some time after that. Yeah, before, well, actually before that, you have the October LSAT and the November LSAT. Uh, if you haven't already joined Nathan's October 2021 LSAT study group, please do. It's Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. All you need is a demon-free account. And Nathan will commit you to studying at least a little bit every day. It's a great way to get the ball. Yeah, just a little weekly check-in to see what kind of progress you're making. As the October test approaches, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about things like, you know, should I actually take it or should I withdraw? Um, But we also just do kind of an open-ended Q&A. So whether you're taking the October 2021 test or not, you're still uh, more than welcome to come to that free class and ask whatever you want yep. to ask. Cool. Let's jump in to this logical reasoning question. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, this is test 73, section 2, question 17. Um, I can never remember whose turn it is. I would say it's my turn to read you? the question and your turn to do the question. Sounds good. All right, so here's the passage, and I really like this uh, tip. This was a pearl from episode 217 um, to blur out the parts of the question that we're not getting to yet, right? So mentally, Mm -hmm. the answer choices, totally blurred. Absolutely not looking at those. That's the last thing I'm going to do. The question, also blurred. Don't give a shit. Don't care what question. Don't absolutely do not want to know what type of question this is. It does not help me. And in fact, would probably hurt me to know. I don't want to know what the question is. I don't want to know what the answer choices say. That's all blurred. Looking at this passage, really there's two sentences there and I'm kind of blurring the second sentence, right? We're taking this one bit at a time and we're going to actually understand this shit. So the first sentence says, If Suarez is not the most qualified of the candidates for sheriff, then Anderson is. Okay. When I hear that, I'm kind of thinking to myself, okay, if, if Suarez is not the most qualified, then Anderson is. That means there's, I don't know whether Suarez is the most qualified, but if Suarez is the most qualified of the candidates for sheriff, then done. That's the case. And the only other option is that Suarez is not the most qualified. And in that situation, Anderson is. So although this is an if-then statement, I'm actually kind of walking away from it, just thinking to myself, okay, either Suarez is the most qualified or Anderson is the most qualified. It's one of those two. That's it. Yep. I noticed that you didn't say the C word. Hmm? Oh, that's yeah. positive? <laughs> I think a lot of people <laughs> would go... There, I didn't even know what you were exactly. talking about. <laughs> I think so many people would go straight to like, oh... And they would start writing. So oh, yeah. If Anderson S is qualif- not S most qualified, cross it out, arrow, 
Anderson most qualified, contrapositive, Anderson most qualified, not, then Suarez most qualified. <laughs> and it's like... Totally uh, useless. Totally... Yeah. U- In fact, it's more than useless. It's um, yes. damaging, right? Because it becomes like mental overload. Yes. What you really want to wake, walk away from this sentence is... A, an, an intuitive understanding of what yes. the fuck is going on. And what is going on is either S is the most qualified or A is the most qualified. Now, I, know, I know you use letters there, but Suarez is the most qualified or Anderson is the most qualified. That's the, that's the big thing. It's takeaway. one of those two. Yeah, the, the, it's a, yeah, it's simple this too. Is, this is an example, I think, of where people understand the LSAT just fine until they start studying for the LSAT. And then when they start studying for the LSAT on the first day of class, they have a instructor and i i used to be this instructor on the first day of class writing shit on the board with arrows Mm -hmm. and contrapositives i thought that that was a thing that we had to teach on the first day of lsat class and for that i apologize because you do not need to teach that shit on the first day of lsat class in fact you might never need to teach that shit there's easier ways of dealing with these if-then statements the word contrapositive never appears on the lsat and you don't need to know anything about how to formally diagram this shit in order to understand that if it's not Suarez, it's Anderson. I mean, it's one or the other. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yep. Never diagram on LSAT logical reasoning. I mean, it's like maybe once per test, max. But even then, I, I don't think you need to. I think you're getting yourself in trouble with the diagramming. So just don't do it. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. All right. Second sentence. That just unblurred for me, right? We understood the first sentence, sure. so now the second sentence unblurs, and we read, Thus, if the most qualified candidate is elected, and Suarez is not elected, then Anderson will be. Um, I'll be honest with you. When you read, thus, if the most qualified candidate is elected, I, I really wanted you to just Yeah, stop good right point. There. Let me try it again. So sure. rather than unblur the whole sentence, I unblur yeah. the first bit of it. Thus, if the most qualified candidate is elected. Yep. Uh, you stop there and I'm thinking to myself, well, the most qualified candidate, I don't know who it is, but it's either Suarez or Anderson. So if the most qualified candidate is elected, then one of those two people has been okay. elected. And, I'm ready right. for more and it says. And Suarez is not elected. Hmm. Okay, well, then it must be Anderson. And it finishes, then Anderson will be elected. And that's exactly what I just said. So I feel good about this argument. I'm like, yeah, it's... it's Pretty clear example there. I think if you tried to... If you you read all of that at once, you wouldn't even know whether it made sense. Nope. If you take it one bit at a time, like Ben did there, or like actually corrected me and made me take it one bit at a time, not only does it make sense, but you can actually predict what they're going to ultimately conclude. And so at that point, you're like, oh, this is valid logic. Yeah. Or you, you predict what they should conclude, right? Or can conclude. Yeah. And if they do something different, then you'll you're notice like, nope. it. Right. And right away. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, I think what most students do, most novices do for sure, is they just bite off more than they can chew, right? If you put this whole thing in your brain at once, you choke on it. But if you just kind of nibble on it one bit at a time, then it's easy to swallow. 
Yeah. The reasoning, so now the question on like the question unlocks, right? We we know that we've mm-hmm. understood the argument, and in fact, it's a valid argument, which only happens like what a few times per test or something where the argument actually makes sense. And you have to register that. Then the question says, the reasoning in which one of the following is most similar to the reasoning in the argument above. And I, Okay, I'm looking for an argument that's that's similar. Parallel. Yeah, but yeah. what students do, what novices do, is they go into some weird matching mode where they're looking to mm. like match pieces and parts. Mm. And what are you looking for, Ben? Like what's what's your... You're, I think, as you go into these answers, you're looking for more of like a vibe. Yeah. Well, one, it's going to be a. Valid that's the vibe argument, I'm talking right? about. So, yeah. So if it's not valid, that's definitely wrong. Ben, what and is a I valid argument? A valid argument is where the evidence proves the conclusion. Yeah, and that, like, <laughs> I think that's a thing that people miss a lot. There is such a thing mm-hmm. as a valid argument. It's when the premises force the conclusion to be true. And that did happen here. Can you talk me through it? Can you sell me on the idea that this is a valid argument? Sure. So the premise was that there are basically two candidates who are the most qualified or two candidates who could be the most qualified. It's either Suarez or Anderson. It's got to be one of those two people. And then it was like, hey, if the most qualified candidate is elected, so one of those two people... And it's not Suarez, then I'm already saying in my head, it's got to be Anderson. And that's exactly what this person ended up saying. Then Anderson will be elected. So if the evidence provided forces me to agree with the conclusion, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now, then the conclusion is proven by that evidence and the argument as a whole is valid. Okay. And that's a thing. Now, like that's a whole thing mm-hmm. that you need to understand that it is possible to prove a conclusion correct. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think no, mo- just yeah. students just totally whiff on that. Like people who are scoring, let's say, anything below 150, you might not have yet grasped that there are arguments that are complete and proven and valid. And then there are arguments that are incomplete, unproven downright flawed just make no sense but this argument makes sense and if you catch that then this question becomes vastly easier oh absolutely and it is true that most arguments on the test are invalid but you still need to try to see what the evidence does prove and how that's different from what the conclusion actually says here it's not different so it's valid I um I would do one more thing before going into the answer choices because it's asking for an argument that's parallel. I'm expecting I well not just expecting it. I I am demanding that the correct answer be valid as well. But in my head I'm going to kind of kind of recap the argument just so I can get a sense of its structure. And basically what I was thinking in my head is okay, there are two people, there are two options who are most qualified. And so if under one of these circumstances, it's not one of those people, then it's the other. Like that's a rough outline of the argument. So I'm expecting the correct answer to follow something along those lines. Great. I don't care how it words it. Great. So now A unblurs. You know what you're looking for. A valid argument that roughly follows 
well, it's got to be one of these two things. So if it's not this one, it's that one. Yep. Right? So how about, like, yeah. you're either home or away. So if you're not home, then you must be away. That would yeah. work, right? Could that be the work. correct answer, right? Could be. Okay. A says, if the excavation contract does not go to the lowest bidder, then it will go to Caldwell. Okay. I don't love this, but there are two options here, uh, either the lowest bidder or Cal- Caldwell. So I, I kind of wish there was another person, but okay, I'll go with it. So if Q gets the contract and Caldwell does not. Uh, stop, thank you for stopping, by the way, right there. I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head. I'm like, who's Q? But okay, if, if Q gets the contract and Caldwell does not, then it must have... Q must be the lowest bidder. Well, whoever said that the contract had to go to the lowest bidder, though. Oh, if it doesn't go to the lowest bidder, then it will go to Caldwell. Sorry, I missed that part. I fell asleep. It's okay. Uh-huh. So if Q gets the contract and Caldwell does not... Oh, yeah, then Q has to... Okay, and then it finishes with, then the contract will have been awarded to the lowest bidder. Hmm... Okay, um, I guess that makes valid sense. logic. I think valid logic. Yeah, I, I think you probably can't eliminate this from the answers. It, it will turn out to be kind of strange if that's correct. It's a little odd because it's like the two people weren't mentioned in the first. Like it was almost like it talked about the lowest bidder, whereas in the original we had Suarez, we had yeah. Anderson, and but, we had the most qualified candidate. But so if we abstract I'm, it, I'm a little on if the fence. If we go a bit broader, yeah. though, right? The given mm-hmm. argument was, if it's not Suarez, it's got to be Anderson. So that's two people. Got yeah. it right. But yeah. it's still, if it's not this, it's that. Right? It's got to yeah. be one or the other. Mm-hmm. A starts with, it's either going to go to the lowest bidder or Caldwell. So that's yeah. one or the other. And then it finishes with, so if somebody else gets it, not Caldwell, then that someone yep. had to be the lowest bidder. And it's valid logic. And it does follow the same pattern. What do you think right now, 50-50? Uh, let's, do you think this is going to turn out to be the right answer? <sighs> I say yes. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, part of my hesitation is the fact that like, I, I, can't, I don't have that clean, like, oh, either Codwell or Q is the lowest bidder. Like, actually, I do eventually... No, actually, I never even learned about that. Codwell could might not be the lowest bidder. Maybe that doesn't matter. It's just a little. It's a little strange to me. It just seems a little. But it still but it fits yeah. the pattern of. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be agree. one or the other. If it it's open. not one, it's the other. I like. I'm yep. open to the possibility that this test is easier than we think. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be surprised at all if B, C, D, and E all turn out to just be flawed. Or just like horrible. just holes yeah. in them, downright flawed. Missing pieces. At least with A, I can vouch for that conclusion. I can go, well, yeah. It's valid. Right? Yeah, and and see, that's the thing that I think students miss more than anything on parallel reasoning questions. They don't yeah. realize that you're supposed to be matching the overall argument. Like the just, it's a, <laughs> we need at a minimum, Yeah. we need a good argument and we need if it's not this, it's that. It's not this, so it has to be that. Yep. 
and A has that. Yeah. So I, I'm actually going to be kind of surprised. It, the The correct answer, if it, if it's not A, the correct answer is going to have to be something like really perfect, like just obviously the correct. Yeah. B. If the lowest bidder on the sanitation contract is not Dylan, then it is Ramsey. Okay, I like how this starts. It's similar to the original. Either Dylan or Ramsey is the lowest bidder. So if the contract goes to the lowest bidder. Okay, um, one of those two people. <laughs> and it does not go to Dylan. Mm. Okay, I'm predicting that it has to go to Ramsey because it's one of those two then people. Then it will go to Ramsey. Ooh. Okay, that's valid as well. So we have two arguments that are valid. This one, to me, feels a lot closer to the original because I can just follow it. Like, I got the two people. If it's not, if it does go to the lowest bidder, but it's not one of them, then it's going to go to the other one. I really like how that matches up. I'm going to favor this one. Over. I agree. I also just, I think that this is maybe not the LSAC's finest work. It, it's like... You know, on broad terms, A does match the argument. It it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it does though. If you if you separate yourself from the underlying subject matter, right? It like needs people. to be people. If you don't care right, about exactly. People, I, yeah, I don't I think that they thought this one through really. Like, I, I can see how it's a hard question, and I can see how it's valid in terms of like higher scorers are going to be able to pick B, not A. Yep. That said, yep. what's the point? Like, what are you trying to test there? I don't, I don't really yeah. get the skill that they're looking to test, but I agree. It's like, yeah. I would have been happy with A if all the other answers are garbage, but then B is like just so obviously perfect. Um, yeah. So we yeah. eliminate A and now B is like 99% of the time going to turn out to be the correct now answer. Now I'm really confident. Yeah. I'd be shocked right, if it's no, something else. But C, okay. if CapShot is not awarded the landscaping contract, then Johnson will be. Okay, so one of them will so be. So if the contract goes to the lowest bidder. Whoa, I'm already hating I don't think we read any further. That's a new element that wasn't no. in the first premise. What? Low bidder? No, I we already knew that it's either CapShot or Johnson, so I don't care really who the low bidder is. Anyway, D. If Hollahan did not submit the lowest bid on the maintenance contract, then neither did Easton. <laughs> okay, so then it's this new possibility that neither of them are this thing or submitted the lowest bid. That's yeah, it's just a non-starter. Yeah. E, if okay. Perez is not the lowest bidder on the catering contract, then Sullivan is. Okay, so one of them is the lowest bidder. That's good. So if Sullivan does not get the contract and Perez does not get it either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they both don't get it. We can just stop. Yeah, yep. it actually turns out to be um, valid logic because it completes with then it will not be awarded to the lowest bidder, which is true because these two were the lowest bidders. It's just not parallel yeah. though, right? Like the the given argument was it's got to be one or the other. If it's not one, it's got to be the other. E's like yeah. the low bidder is one or the other. So if it goes to someone else, then it didn't go to the low bidder. It's just not a, I don't know, just not a match. It's, 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 yeah, it's correct. I think, by the way, we, we stopped reading C, but I think C is valid wow. as well. Okay. 
Uh, so it's an interesting mix yeah. here, but it says that really shits yeah, all over my point that I was trying to make, which was frequently <laughs> there will only be one answer choice that's even logically valid, right? They give you a valid argument and then one of the answers is valid and four of them are invalid. That mm-hmm. did not happen yeah. here. Here they gave you a whole bunch of actually valid arguments and you got to go a little bit deeper. Yeah, it is. This is unusual, um, but still valuable. I mean, can you decide whether the argument is valid or invalid? That's a key skill for every question. Well, not every, but almost that every question. That would be a good drilling idea, by the way. Yeah. If we ever wanted to get into that, it would just be like... Valid, invalid. Yeah, valid or invalid on arguments, right? Like or, the choices could even mm. be valid, incomplete, flawed, right? Mm. Where it's like, because sometimes the arguments just have a missing piece. So it's not valid because there's a missing piece. I guess you could also call that flawed in that yeah, it it's has a missing piece, right? Insufficient evidence or whatever. Yeah. But Okay, anyway, answers B. That was that for a parallel reasoning yep. question. All right, so let's jump into these personal statements. Um, if you want to submit a personal statement to the show, go to lsat.link forward slash statement. You're going to be asked a bunch of questions, <laughs> including um, one question that asks you to affirm that you've followed followed all of our commandments that are listed on that form. So you have to go through each one and say yes uh, before you can submit a personal statement to the show. But if you have, we'd be happy to read it. Beautiful. If you want to listen to some very bad personal statements, you can go back to episode 318. That was a disappointing crop. Three, oh, sorry, 317. This is 318. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hope springs eternal. These ones are going to be better. <laughs> Let's hope. Yep. All right, so this first one is from Anna. Um, I guess I'll read it. Seven minutes. Here we go. I'm a pat. Yeah, go for it. I'm a patent examiner at the United States Patent and Trademark Office, where I determine the patentability of electrosurgical devices and thermotherapy. Excellent start. I don't think you need to capitalize Excellent. patent examiner. Nope. I don't think you do. But. You do need to capitalize United States Patent and Trademark Office because that's a proper noun. Yes. I, patent examiner, I don't believe, rises to the level of... I mean, even if that was president, I don't think it gets capitalized. No, you you wouldn't capitalize it unless you were adding it in front of your name, like President Biden, then you right. would capitalize president. But if you just said the president of the United States, you'd lowercase it. Well, you'd capitalize it. the United States, but Why you wouldn't would you capitalize, capitalize president in president of the United exactly. States. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good start, though. Good start. If the phone (laughs) rings right now, I'm like, damn, okay, patent. Like, works in the actual U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, you're in. And your sentence is clear, uh, and you're telling me something you're you're doing that makes sense. You determine the patentability of electrosurgical devices and thermotherapies. I'm like, okay, you're qualified. I, I don't know if I even need to read more. That's actually a win, right? If you can get your personal statement reader to stop reading because they're convinced... That you're in, yeah, are they going to admit you after the very first sentence, which here yeah. I am, then great, that's a win. Like, so yep. lead with your best fact, and that's a damn good fact, right? Like, that's yeah. Anna is scoring points right off the bat. And her writing, I don't know, it's just a small thing, like, there's no errors right. in that sentence. So, except for the capitalization, which I'm, I'm I don't think <laughs> it's so common that you. it's like, yeah, it's incorrect, but it's just, it's so common that will allow it. Yeah. She continues. 
Um, by blending my biomedical background with law, I have submitted more than 300 legal correspondences, obtained three promotions, and reviewed more than 115 inventions. Can you cut the first clause of that sentence, though? Yeah, we, we presume you have a background in biomedicine or well, something Well, we've got like your resume, and if you're working in the patent office, then we know that you have some technical background. And I hate yeah. the just blending with law it's like blending. like yeah. stop don't don't like claim too much it's just like a over claim it don't, is claiming don't, too much just, don't pretend you don't need to oversell it you're working in the patent you had office. us at patent examiner yeah. <laughs> you had us there we're like sweet you are familiar with the law and then you're like oh and then i blended it with the law and it's like Wah, yeah, wah. yeah, yeah it's just it. this like exact opposite of the intended effect where it's like, yeah, yeah, easy. Just say what you did. And by the way, yeah. well, it's literally not correct. You did not blend your biomedical background with the law. <laughs> with law. What, like, what, is that what does that mean? Yeah. Right, so yeah. just cut that. That's a conclusion. Cut that. You don't need the conclusion. Just stick to the facts. I have submitted more than... 300 legal correspondences, obtained three promotions, and reviewed, now this is a little awkward, more than 115 inventions. Why more than 115? So 116? Or 119? How about just more than 100, right? Yeah, exactly. Or just say 115. If If the number is 117, say 117. Or say more than 100. But more than 115... That's Fagman. That's a Fagmanism. That's like a, hey, we're ranked seventh in the country in some weird esoteric corner of the law. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, no, no, sorry. If it was Fagman, it wouldn't be seventh. It would be like more than 11, <laughs> top 13. We're in the top 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just let's go with, yeah. All right. What do you think about this phrase, obtain? Well, obtain is super obnoxious. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but we have a buddy who had a voicemail that was hilarious. It it would start with like, yeah, this is so-and-so. I'm not here to obtain your call right now. <laughs> my buddy's like, just, we would, we laughed for years obtain about that. Your I'm call? not here to obtain oh your call God. right now. It's like, okay, wow. It's over. <laughs> you gotta stick it's up just so silly. That word is so ridiculous. So yeah, you, you got three promotions or you were promoted three times or whatever. It's fine. It's just a little, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I do have a, I, I'm just not sure if I would even say it. I, I feel like you already had us and now you're, it's almost like you're pushing too hard. I would rather see those promotions in your resume. Like you can show job title changes. Yeah. That said, um, and then I agree in part, but I also am like, Hey, she's scoring point after point after point here. And you know, like yeah. if I got interrupted right now, this is a slam dunk. You're in, you're in. Okay. Great. So the next sentence, these inventions range from cryoablation catheters, I don't know what that is, to EEG monitors and from wrinkle removers to cauterization devices. I bet a cryoablation um, catheter, I bet that's like for uh, kidney stones. I think ablation mm-hmm. is like destruction. To abolish. Yeah. And yeah. so cryo is freezing. 
So I think that's a Freezing. Mm-hmm. thing that they stick inside you and get rid of shit. Um, okay. What do you think about this construction? These inventions range love it. from cryoablation catheters to EEG monitors and from wrinkle removers to cauterization devices. Little artsy. I would... It's a little artsy. If I if I were if I were gonna throw this in to try to show the range of things, I would actually use and here twice. So I would say these inventions range from cryoablation ablation catheters and EEG monitors to um, wrinkle removers and cauterization devices. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, uh, well, okay. I mean, uh, we're we're. We're picking at like really small things here. I think, we, okay, good. Yeah, it's a, a little extra flavor. It's specific details about this world. I'm, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Let's give her. Let's. Yeah. let's that's only first paragraph. Let's let's go a little bit more because this is definitely sure. the best one we've read in weeks. You know, yeah, in several. For each patent application, I read through years of existing inventions to identify similar technologies and research publications also known as prior art. During patent prosecution, I follow the rules set forth in the Manual of Patent Examining Procedure to write legal office actions for attorneys and provide claim language recommendations that reflect the invention's novelty more accurately. Only after I determine whether the claimed invention is patentably distinct from existing technologies and review an application's compliance under the conditions set forth in Title 35 of the U.S. Code can I grant a patent. Um, that, that, these sentences are a little long, but I mean, look, no big mistakes, if any, um, well, minor things that I would tweak to make this like polished, but you're in. Yeah. hundred percent. This is in, I agree, Anna. I think those sentences are a little long. I don't, I don't think you need so many ands. I think that you could probably look for opportunities to cut these sentences down or at least mix in some shorter sentences. That said, I mean, these facts are so good. You're presenting them in a straightforward manner that the reader can actually understand. It's clear that you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, yeah. If we're interrupted right now, I do not need to read the rest of this statement. No, this this is like, I I really think that I would just, even if I wasn't interrupted, I read the first two paragraphs of this. The writing is clear. Like, yeah, yeah. The facts are excellent. Yep. You're in. That's it. I don't need to, I, you don't, whatever. Maybe I skim the rest of it just in case there's something crazy in there. Something weird. Yeah. But yep. that's, you're, you're in. Excellent. That's an A. Maybe it's not an A, a. plus, but it's a. an A. Yeah, I yep. agree. Nice yep. work, Anna. Winner. All right, the next one's from Jerry. You got yes, this? Yes, Jerry uh, also answered when she ran the gauntlet at lsat.link slash statement. Mm-hmm. When we asked her the question of whether she had done the drilling for um, the personal statement drilling, where you can read sentences and tell us whether they're good or bad and like maybe learn a little bit about writing, she said no to that, um, which might mean that she's not a paid demon student, which is totally fine. But if she is a paid demon student, then she's missing an opportunity to use that personal statement drilling. Yeah. Just go to the drill page and look at the bottom. You'll Here find we go. It there. During the two years I worked for Senator Roy Blunt, I was fortunate to take the lead on a piece of legislation that I feel strongly about. 
Mm, cut it. Yeah, name dropping the senator, that's already on your resume. I was fortunate. Mental state. Is, is Well, it's passive and it's also a mental state and then doubles down on the mental state with the super vague <laughs> a piece of legislation that I feel strongly about. Yeah. It's like, I don't care how you felt about it. I care what you did about it. Yeah. So it's a waste. That's a waste of space. Yeah. I think we can cut that whole sentence. Like you're not really telling me what you did. You're not really telling me what happened. Yeah. After becoming a legislative aide, I wanted to accomplish something that could make a difference for children in foster care. It's a weird reference to your job again. Like everybody always does this. I don't know why they do it, but yeah. it's like after I got the job, but we don't, we want to know what you did at the job. So why the preamble? Mm -hmm. And then it's just right back to a mental state. I wanted to accomplish something that could make a difference. Yeah. What did you do about it? Anyone could say I wanted to yeah. do X. The question is, what did? Well, our you world do? is just chock full of people wanting to do things and not doing them. Yep. We want doers, not just wish wishers. Like the wish is nice, but doing something about it is so yep. much better. And if you actually do something, then just lead with that. Because yeah, we got we already have a mountain of I wanted to, whatever I felt strongly. We got too much of that. Mm -hmm. We need more I did. Oh, no. It, the next, <laughs> the next sentence. sentence, yeah. <laughs> it is an issue I have felt strongly about since I came to Washington, D.C., comma, my freshman year of high school to volunteer at a shelter for women who were not able to take care of their own children. That sentence can't possibly be correct. Yeah, you're missing a preposition during my freshman year yeah. of high school. Um, but even so, I <laughs> like you're now 14. I don't years know. Old. Yeah, that's that's where we're going back to. Like, it's weird. We've gone back in time a little bit because we went back to you as a legislative aide, and now we're going back even further. You're only allowed to go back in time and once. Probably don't even do that. Just tell the story in a chronological <laughs> fashion whenever yeah. possible. And I don't really care what you did in high school. I mean, I like. This is an origin story. This is when I became, when I started to care so much about this issue. Yep. But I don't care until you document that you've actually done something about this issue. I don't care how much you claim to care. Nope. Like we're not, we're not buying it because you haven't actually shown mm. us any of the goods yet. It's like, oh, I got this really great thing to sell you. It's super great. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Here's how I became you really interested in this super great thing. You should want it too. It's, you know, <laughs> without like actually delivering the, here's the thing. Anyway, I became even more interested in this policy area oh my when God. I started working for Senator Blunt, who is a champion on adoption issues. Let me ask you this. What action has Jerry taken in the first paragraph of her personal statement? She has thought, 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 felt, felt, right. felt. <laughs> you know, I mean, like as a freshman, she she started volunteering at a shelter. That's a freshman yes, in high school true. volunteering at a shelter. Yeah. That's not okay. a, that's like, I guess that is a point in your favor, but it's a thing that happened when you were a freshman in high school. So and I, I don't want to be picturing yeah. you as a 14 year old. I'm not admitting 14 year olds to my law school. Look, bottom line, she was a legislative <laughs> aide for two years for a Senator. It's like, 
okay, there must be something there you did. You say you did something there. You worked on, you were the lead on a piece of legislation. Let's see you leading on that piece of legislation. We don't have time for freshman year of high school. Yeah, it, it, it undercuts the actual important work that you did as a legislative aide. Like yep. you're a legislative aide and instead of telling us something that happened in those two years, you're gonna take us back to high school and a volunteer experience and how much you felt and this is why I felt and then I felt even more. It's a, just a real big wasted opportunity. Second paragraph, after working, sorry, after a year of working as a legislative aide in Senator Blunt's office, I knew I wanted to further challenge myself. Oh my God. All your sentences are Every your single state. sentence is about mental state. Knowing Senator, Senator Blunt was passionate about foster care and adoption issues, so now that's you knowing Senator Blunt's mental state, <laughs> my mental state, about his mental state. Like, what did you do? Okay, here we go. We finally get to something that you did. I looked at past <laughs> bills he introduced that were bipartisan and ones that would have a chance of being voted on. So you're looking at the bills. This search led okay. me to the Timely Mental Health for Foster Youth Act. Instead of just reintroducing it, I wanted to work hard to make it more appealing to both sides of the aisle to increase the likelihood of passage. A little heavy-handed there with, you could have just stopped at, make it more appealing to both sides of the aisle, period. We know that you're doing that in order to increase the likelihood of passage. That's obvious. So you can cut that. It's also another mental state. I, I wanted, wanted to. Well, it's to every single hurt. sentence that Jerry, like Jerry, you are violating in every sentence. You're violating our commandment not to talk about your mental states. Yeah. And it's not that talking about the mental states is bad. It's that it's a waste of space where you could be talking about your actual actions, which say so much more than what you thought or felt or learned. Yeah. So it's just a waste of space. Um, the original act was introduced in the 115th Congress, I don't care, to require that an initial mental health screening of any child in foster care must be completed within 30 days after the child enters into foster care. This bill never made it to the House or Senate floors, semicolon. After doing some research on this issue, I concluded that the states did not feel it would be easy to put this law into effect. Another mental state reference with I concluded. I sought... I also don't understand the use of your semicolon there. Like, those two ideas needed to be so closely related. Yeah, just don't use semicolons. Just use periods instead. Yep. Last sentence of the second paragraph. I sought to reintroduce it in the 116th Congress, but with more direction to states for its implementation. It's like we're getting... Big. We're almost to the start of a story now. Right, it's two whole <laughs> it's paragraphs. Up. We're getting there. Like revving the, we're get the crank. We're cranking it up. We're about to get to like yeah. what actually happened, but you're just taking way too long to get there, Jerry, and it's way too much about what's going on in your own head, instead of like let's let's get to the point where you actually started this. Like, what did you do, and yeah. did you win? Like, I, okay, I want to skip to the end because we get. I feel like this is a violation. Beginning of the last paragraph, although I am proud yeah. of my work, I don't want to hear whatever comes next. I, it's like you're shitting on yourself. <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, why do people feel like they need to protest at the end to say, I'm not fulfilled? Because that surely is what's coming. Yeah. You know, like we know you're applying to law school, Jerry. 
we don't, you don't need to make these connections for us. You're a legislative aide. Mm-hmm. Like you, <laughs> the connection to law school is perfectly clear. We want to learn more about what you do, not this, because whatever she's going to say next, I know I could take it a step further with knowledge of the law. <laughs> like that's a state that that could be in anybody's personal statement, which means it does not belong in yours. Yep. This is a common thread through all of my projects, whether working on adoption issues, judiciary policy, law enforcement issues, or banking and financial services issues. God, that's a lot of issues. Yeah. I left. Whoa, this is weird. Uh, what the fuck? Okay, so <laughs> I thought she was wrapping it up with this further step, knowledge of the law, whatever. But now she's dropping new facts into the con- like last conclusion paragraph. I left Senator Blunt's office to expand my knowledge and skills by working as a policy advisor for Errant Fox LLP and pursue the study of law. I, I just, I just think you worked for two years in Senator Blunt's office and you worked as a policy advisor for Errant Fox, which is a a great firm, by the way, it's in Washington, DC. I remember walking by it all the time because it was right next to my office. But, um, it's like, why on earth were we talking about something you did as a freshman in high school? You have years of experience in very professional (laughs) law related fields. But you've wasted so much of your space on things that just don't matter. I'm noticing now that there's a semicolon in the previous paragraph and there's a semicolon in this final sentence and the word passion, which I'm not. I think that needs to be a new rule that we don't read statements that have the word passion. That's the brown M&Ms, dude. That, That needs to get out of there. Wait, this went through the gauntlet because... There is a rule that says don't use the word passion. People aren't reading that form, dude. It's too long. And people are just like, check, check, check. They're like, they're just, they're just cheesing the form. They're not actually doing it. Mm. Anyway, my passion remains to help others through our legislative system, semicolon. So it's a reference to the mental state. It's the word passion, which is just so gross. Just stop it. Semicolon. To accomplish this, I need the knowledge gained from a good legal education which is just like so boring, mundane. It could be in anybody's statement. It's just such a waste of space. You have, boy, this is, you know, I, this is a really a good pair here to contrast Anna's personal statement with Jerry's personal statement. Both of these people have like badass experience. Yeah. But Anna gets right to like, here's what I do. Yep. And Jerry's like just going all into her own head with how I feel about it. We have no idea what you actually do. It's just full of all these conclusions and passion and thoughts and feelings. And, you know, like I, I think they both have the goods. But Anna delivered the goods and Jerry just did not. Yeah. Right. This is like Anna. I think they both are probably like a applicants. Absolutely. But Anna makes herself look like an A applicant. Jerry makes herself look like a C applicant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Poor. It's just bad advocacy right. to start talking about your freshman year of high school. What? You don't have time. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have a page and a half. You have all this awesome experience and you're going to talk about high school and feeling. She's, she's a policy advisor at a big law firm. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but she wants to tell you instead about 
some experience that she had in her freshman year of high school. She like has to wants to tell you how she got interested in. It's like this feelings about how she developed it's an the feelings story. again. And instead, yeah. it's like, boy, you could deliver all that so much more powerfully if you would just talk about your actual work more. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, uh, Jerry. That you've got, boy, you got a lot of good stuff to talk about. You're just not talking about it. All right. Ready for Aubrey? Yep. Okay. Okay. Go. Entering the workforce at 10 years old gave me valuable organization skills much earlier in life and an appreciation for autonomy that pushed me to start my own <sighs> business. I don't want to hear about a 10 year old. God damn it. Yeah. Plus the conclusion of gave me valuable organization skills. It's not what you're doing. You're telling us what skills you <laughs> obtained. <laughs> well, it's also notice that it's a comparison to nothing. Gave me valuable organization skills much earlier in life than what? Than other people? You want to shit on other people in your personal Well, it must statement? be shitting on other people because otherwise, what is it? Yeah. I mean, it's a comparison that she didn't even complete. Yeah. He or she. Aubrey. Sorry. Let's say he. Anyway, <laughs> conclusions about a 10-year-old with this weird swipe at everyone else who doesn't have, who didn't get these same organization skills so early in life. <laughs> yeah. Second sentence. Now I am the sole owner and operator of an in-home tutoring business. Okay. You could start with that potentially. You'd have to cut the now. Yeah. I don't but just I am the sole owner and operator of an in-home tutoring business. Okay. Good. That tells me something about you and what you do and who you are. Sure. I there's still a part of me that's like feels like this is protesting or overselling. It's like sole owner and operator. How about you tutor at your house? Like I tutor and what do you tutor? I don't, I don't mind. Um, I, I agree with soul. I agree. Soul owner and operator is heavy handed, but you could okay. say I own and operate. Own and operate. Oh, notice, mm -hmm. by and the way, home. that's the, the notice the passive construction. Aubrey has chosen yep. here. I am the sole mm -hmm. owner and operator. And instead, you could have used the active verbs own and operate. So you could have said, I yeah. own and operate an in-home tutoring business, which is so much more powerful than the use of the verb to be with I am the sole owner and mm -hmm. operator. Yep. Uh, okay, third sentence. Okay. Um, sorry, one sec. I'm writing down these. Violations? 10-year-old. Rampant violations. Yeah. I don't think our gauntlet is having the intended effect at all. I, nope, it's not. Maybe it was too. It's too wordy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we violated yeah. our own rules. I'll have to try again. Okay, I specialize primarily in mathematics, with comma, with secondary expertise in social studies and language arts. Oh, I really don't want to hear about language arts. In addition, I offer remote paper dash space <laughs> editing services. That, that could be a copy paste error, but let me, I'll, while you talk about it, I'm going to go look and see if that's a copy paste error or if that's actually just an error in the middle of a claim about editing abilities. <laughs> Literally adjacent to the word editing. Don't mention your writing experience, skills, or anything. I, I don't want to hear about your writing because that just puts a high, 
it puts a magnifying glass on what I'm reading in that very moment, and it damn well better be perfect. And okay, I don't know why it is, but everybody who does this is making mistakes either in the moment they're talking about their writing or just before or after. That said, I believe that that was a copy-paste issue. Uh, Aubrey submitted in a PDF, and when I copy-paste, that, that paper dash was at the end of a line. And so when I pasted mm. it, I'm willing to give Aubrey credit that uh, that was just a copy-paste error on okay. my part. So, fair yes. enough. She didn't make the mistake, but it doesn't matter. I don't think people should be talking about writing. I, I just don't... I, I do agree that it is fraught. And you probably could avoid, like, let's just... Yeah, she specializes primarily in mathematics. Let's yeah, exactly. That. Totally. Yeah, well, the mathematics is the thing that's going to separate you from all of your competition. Yeah, who hate math, by the way. And that's why <laughs> yeah, they're going to Yeah, if you're good at math, <laughs> if you're good at any STEM, anything, you should definitely talk about it if you can. I mean, like, yeah. demonstrate that those demonstrate those skills because those skills are pretty rare among your, your competitors. Paper editing services are super common among your, your competitors. So mm. just don't even talk about it. I create update and maintain a weekly schedule accommodating clients preferred days and, and times. <laughs> oh, it's are you also proficient in Microsoft word? I mean, that's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it that that's things that you do. That's not yeah. impressive, though. Like We're saying it's okay to be boring, but not super boring. Well, mundane. just like <laughs> everyone has a calendar. Yeah, and it's par for the course. And what else right? you got? You, I hope that you can accommodate your clients. This, this all, the rest of this is also like very mundane. I mean, keep going. Scheduling is coordinated between upwards of 20 clients. Scheduling is coordinated? Now, wait, whoa. We just went into the passive Scheduling voice. is the subject here. So, the verb is is. Yeah. Who is doing the coordination? You or it your clients or someone I else? I coordinate. <laughs> but instead it's scheduling is coordinated. Scheduling. Now this actually really makes me upset because you just told me you're a paper editing yeah. uh, or a paper editor. Scheduling is coordinated between upwards of 20 clients. Like what that's another weird number usage, right? So you have under 20 clients, upwards of 20 clients with a minimum of 10 at any given time. I maintain 40 plus weekly hours, weekly work hours with an average of 30 tutoring hours and 10 administrative hours per week. I don't no. care about these details at all. I keep everything on track by sending day of reminders to my clients, then ensuring that I travel between in-person appointments on time. <laughs> error. What error are you looking Look at? Look at it. Oh, then. No. Yeah. Well, that's also one. Though. Okay. <laughs> then ensuring. Because it needs to be and then. Yeah. Ensuring? Yep. Oh. Wait. What was, what was the first verb? That's correct. I keep tra I keep everything on track by sending. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I see. So you need to drop the comma <laughs> okay. and add an and. It's not an error, but, but it, either way, it's super <laughs> annoying construction. I keep everything on yeah. track, which is just a conclusion by yeah. sending and ensuring. Okay, mm -hmm. you mean you that could just all say I send day of reminders to my clients. Period. I travel between in-person appointments on time. Also, really the entire first paragraph and all you're going to talk about is the scheduling? Yeah. Like 
don't you do good work with your clients? Yeah. <laughs> like is your major, your main selling point is that you show up on time? You got to start strong. You can't start with your, your, your mediocre. Argument. I mean, that can't be your best foot forward. I hope it's not. I, I, now the, the part where you own and operate your own business, that's your best foot forward. I really like that part. But then you've got like four sentences here about calendaring and coordinating and how many hours you work and keeping everything on track with reminders and ensuring that I travel between in-person appointments on time. You know how to use Google Maps. Uh, also, yeah. why aren't they traveling to you? Or why aren't you just doing it online? But that's, yeah. I mean, anyway. Hey, what do you think about this plus too? It just seems overly 40 plus to me. 40 plus. Well, you know what I thought was informal was the upwards of. Upwards of 20. Upwards of 20. <laughs> that means more than 20, right? Does I don't that? know. I would get, upwards? I would eliminate that. I, I think that it's, it's a very awkward. casual yeah. and non-specific. like really, Ben and I don't even know what you mean by that. So I think you yeah. need to cut that. Um, that was, boy, we took a long time. For oh, it's also, sorry, it's an error between upwards of 20 clients and then there's no other side of that. Yeah. Right? You, if you're between two That's things. That's one sentence uh, removed from Aubrey making claims about his paper editing abilities. Yeah. You know, and it's just a broken sentence. So the phone rings. What do you think? Um, Aubrey has a tutoring business. Aubrey is not as good at writing and editing as he might think. Yep. He, it sounds like a small time tutoring endeavor because Aubrey is emphasizing so much the time and the schedule and the showing up on time and the traveling from client to client. It's like, okay, like I don't really see your, I don't see the winning. Yeah. I guess. But I feel like yep. maybe we could read quickly the second paragraph. Sure. Thoroughly vetting a student's ability in a given subject comma, I lesson plan for each client to create a steady progression over a semester. Oh, there's something just awkward about all of this. Lesson plan, you're using that as a mm -hmm. verb? It's got, I, I don't know, it's, it's, I plan lessons. Right. That's how yeah, you, I think that would be better, yeah. Also, I don't love these long preambles. Thoroughly vetting a student's ability in a given subject. Like, I'm like, Who's doing what? I have to wait until the end of that to yeah, find I, out. I'm pretty sure if you're going to use lesson plan as a verb, you would need the dash there, right? Or hyphen. Well, you so. hyphenate make that, sure right? it's Hyphen it so that it, it becomes a verb, a right. single word. Um, I also, well, actually, it's tough because some actually hyphens are often. I would prefer verbs, like plan lesson. Off. but Just say yeah. plan. Lesson plan. It's such a like unique phrase to your industry. I also incorporate proven lesson plans and now you're using it as a noun, from experienced educators. Wait, you also At do? Clients. Why also? Yeah. I mean, you were just lesson planning for your client. You could do this. As you're doing that, you're incorporating proven lesson plans, but then that's like so heavy-handed with continuing to say lesson plan so much. Yeah. From experienced educators. That almost makes it sound like you're not. <laughs> it's also just like a conclusion. I'm like, who are you talking about? I that someone I'm going to shut up. I'm going to see if you can finish this second paragraph. Sure. At client's request, I make suggestions for a student's school schedule or individual study. Okay, drop the at your their request, just do it. In particular, I host a weekly current a weekly current events discussion 
accommodating a college student stuck in online classes by the pandemic to emulate the collegiate environment he lacked. An up-to-date activity log is kept for every student and made available to parents or educators when requested. All this is in the passive. Um, I also write end-of-the-year progress reports detailing a student's previous weaknesses, progression seen, passive, and suggestions for further improvement. You're, this is not good, Aubrey. It's tough. It's, like, it's doubling down. You know, the main point of that second paragraph is like more scheduling. Yeah. I definitely do not understand the fourth sentence. It says, in particular, I host a weekly current events discussion, comma. Nope, I don't understand it either. Accommodating no. <laughs> a college student stuck in online classes by the pandemic, comma, to emulate the collegiate environment he lacked. Are you helping this student? Are you helping others by seeing what you could do for this student or what they well, should do? The I, in like, particular no at the beginning of that sentence indicates that this is an example yeah. of at a client's request, you're making suggestions for a student's school schedule or individual study. This is not an example of that because you're not making suggestions for this student's school schedule or individual study. So this is not even an example of what you were just talking about, but then you pretend it is because you say in particular, Yeah. I, and what do you do? You host a weekly current events discussion, which makes me think that there's like 10 people there. Yeah, it does. That's what but, it feels like. What's going on? Comma, yeah. accommodating a college student stuck in online classes by the pandemic, which is like bitching about the plight of this student, which is not unique at all, because everybody went through the pandemic and you're doing that in order to emulate the collegiate environment he lacked. Emulate it? How is that emulating the collegiate environment, like a current events discussion with his tutor? That's emulating the collegiate environment? Okay, let me just clarify here. Emulate means to, to, to set an example as, right? Not recreate. I feel like Aubrey's trying to recreate the collegiate event. Emulate, verb, to match or surpass a person or achievement, typically by imitation. Yeah, it just means imitate. The, mm -hmm. Yeah, very first oh, synonym mm -hmm. here, imitate. Okay. So, so yeah, it's the intent was to imitate the collegiate environment that the client lacked mm. by hosting a current events discussion. I don't know, man. Oy. Yeah. We're out of time for Aubrey, but I'd rather get to the winning. What do you think about this, uh, boy, one, two, three, fourth paragraph. I could go either way on this story. Although my business experience has been primarily positive, comma, I'm like, oh no, here comes the oversharing of bad shit. I chose to cut ties with oh three clients gosh. who violated my policies and refused the resulting fees. Despite attempts to compromise, I had to stop offering my services to these clients for the health of my business. Um, you know, Ben, from time to time, we have to stop offering services to certain clients. It's a bummer when that happens. It is part of doing mm -hmm. business. Yep. I don't think that that would make it into our personal statement. If you were writing a personal statement or I was writing a personal statement, I just don't think that the failures or the times where we couldn't help somebody and we had to say, I'm sorry, we can't help you. Here's your money back or whatever, which that's not even what's happening here to Aubrey. This is like clients who are refusing to pay. 
which is just, I guess that's also part Basic. of doing business. You got, but, sorry. Yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't run around with a microphone saying, hey, well, I uh, stopped helping people who don't pay me. It's like, oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> what? Why? Are you telling me this? Oh boy, this last paragraph is a mess. It goes back to that job that I had at 10 was our family was at our family owned coffee shop. Colon working weekends Colon. and vacations through middle and high school. <laughs> After graduating high school, I began working at Costco, continuing part-time while completing my bachelor's degree. So it's like a whole other story, not about your business anymore. Weirdly going back into high high school and shit again or no, college, in my freshman year, I joined the capitalized mathematics department as a part-time grader. No caps on that. Um, boy, this is just, that's, that's a mess. I, I don't know. You, final words for Aubrey before we get to Danny? Seems like there could be something here to talk about. So thankfully there is a story, but I would like to just see you winning. I'd like to see a different side of this yeah. story. I don't see it in here. All right. Let's, uh, do you think we have time to crank out? We got two more on the list. Yep. Yep. Let's okay. do it. Sorry. I'm just updating this. Yep. List here. Here's, here's Danny. Um, the, again, the formatting is bad. Um, go ahead and indent your paragraphs and put line breaks in between your paragraphs. You probably do both of those things. Like it just gives the reader some room to breathe. This is all left yep. justified, including no, no indent on the paragraph. Go, go ahead and indent those paragraphs for us, please. Um, Mm -hmm. Danny answered no again to the drilling question. We we have a drilling feature on the on the LSAT demon. You can drill personal statement stuff and get better at writing. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm an automation engineer. I support the manufacturing operations of multiple companies which produce pharmaceuticals and cleaning supplies. Okay. I like it that it's short. The sentences are clear. Support though is vague support is vague yep mm -hmm. multiple companies i think you could just get rid of multiple right don't we don't we never need multiple several many numerous we can always admit omit that adjective there's a mistake the here too it's a one should be that yeah that a lot of people make it should be that if you're going to use the word which you need a comma before it that's the rule okay um all right anyway Automation engineer, I'm I'm in. I'm interested. You know, like yep. any any engineer. engineer. I'm interested. Yep. The summer before my junior year. <laughs> comma. Missing comma. But but I'm laughing yeah. already because it's like, why are we going back to college for fuck's sake? You're a you're <laughs> you're a professional person. Yep. The summer before my junior year, I worked as a production intern. You're like, you're an, an engineer, dude. Why are you telling me about an internship? <laughs> I worked as a production intern at Vintech International, comma, an automated parking system provider. I assembled and tested components like ticket printers, LCD displays, and keypads. Sometimes parts would not work correctly. I asked my supervisor to teach me how to repair these faulty components. I became the go-to to repair faulty devices that customers sent in. For example, I resoldered mal malfunctioning printer circuit boards and troubleshot 
the contacts of unresponsive keypads. I continued to learn the complete station assembly process from weatherproofing the station cabinets to doing the final programming of the printers and internal computers. I also took more responsibility of shop management. That's blue squiggly underlined dude. That needs to be for shop management such as receiving new inventory, maintaining tooling, and filing the corresponding paperwork. I kept track of new customer orders and notified our operations manager when we needed more parts to build the vending stations in time. This is all something that happened to you when you were an intern in your junior year of college. Why are you wasting this space? Yeah, it's odd. It's like Danny is kind of understanding our request that you tell us what you did. And Danny is doing that, but why this story? Why did you go so far back in time? I would so much rather hear about modern shit. When new technicians were hired, they found it difficult to learn from the sheets of notes in scattered notebooks and legal pads. I wrote new standardized processes for station programming and testing by combining years worth of old notes with conversations with our software engineering team. My result was a step-by-step -step programming and testing guide for our two most popular vending stations. Pretty sure you would need hyphens there on step-by-step. -step. Yep. Not only did this guide help new technicians, but it also sped up the original techniques by around 25%. Still a junior in college. When COVID struck the next summer, my upcoming internship at a multinational manufacturing company was canceled. Oh, I see. So it's protesting too much. Like. Danny, when you led with I'm an automation engineer, we thought you were like graduated and working in a professional, like a full-time job. And then you go back to this internship and we're like, what, why are you telling me about this internship? But then it becomes clear that that's because you got stuck and didn't get the job as an, as a, I don't know. Yeah. I decided to pick up a new hobby while searching for a summer job. Hey, stop for one second. I was thinking about this internship, right? One way to make this a lot better, if this is what you have to talk about, don't talk about yourself as a production intern at Ventic International. Just say, at Ventec International, I assembled and tested components like tech ticket printers. Then I don't see you as a junior and I don't see you as an intern. Instead, I see you as an engineer testing yeah. shit. Don't, yeah, don't describe yourself as an engineer. Don't mention that this is in your junior year of college. Exactly. Or, as, not as an engineer, but as an intern. Or, right, right, but yeah, don't, right. No, we start to see you as an engineer, which you are. Yeah, So just exactly. don't say intern yeah. and don't say junior year of college. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Yep. That's an excellent edit because that changes. It's like, you don't have to change so much. You just allow us to picture you as a full-time professional person instead of yep. picturing you as a junior intern. We're not, we're not lying. Right. They can look at your resume and see you were an intern, but even then, like what title did you have? You don't need to say intern unless that was yeah. your like only title. Um, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is what image do they see in their head as they're reading this? They're not going to get all like, Oh, well, this is when he was an intern. They're just going to see you. As this is about to go completely off the rails. Um, I decided okay. to pick up a new hobby while searching for a summer job. We don't really want to hear about your job searches ever. And then this just or gets weird. Hobbies. On my second day mountain biking, I broke my wrist exclamation point. <laughs> okay, therefore I should admit you to law school. 
Okay, uh, exclamation points, not allowed. Are yeah. banned. Yeah. You don't get it. You don't get even one. No exclamation points ever. It's such a weird like. Wow, I broke my wrist. It's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> that was a very impactful, important moment for one person. And it's not me. And it's not yeah. Ben. And it's not anyone who's ever reading this. It's you. And what? When I went to sell my bike, I saw I could, space, space, double my money. Poor editing. Your reader sees that, your reader catches that shit, and your reader just goes, what are you doing? Why are you giving me sloppy shit? Um, I think we're done. Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. You know, he, he goes on to talk about making a bunch of money buying and selling bikes, which I, I just really think it undercuts all of the previous stuff. Like, you're muddying the waters here. Like, what? This yeah. fact that you... You you started buying and selling bikes. I, I was ready to picture you, you an as engineer an engineer. Like I thought you were a professional working person, and now you're telling me about this weird buying and selling. You know, at an outdoor volleyball tournament, I struck up a conversation with a friendly mother. She turned out to be the wife of my current employer. I sent out my my resume the same day and was working in the office the next week. And now you're just like blatantly not following our advice. We don't want to hear about your yep. resume. We don't want to hear about your applications to any job ever. That's not what we want. The if you didn't get the job, I don't understand why you're telling us. And if you did get it, then we want to know about what you did there, not that you got the job. Stop violating all of our advice. I, I mean, really, like it's insulting. I don't know. I feel mildly insulted. Maybe I'm too easy to insult, but like... We work hard at this shit and we really want to help you, but then you just don't follow our advice. The last paragraph starts with, although I believe my current work is important, comma, I feel called to a different career. And that's violating this, you know, do not shit on your own experience. Yeah. We know you're applying and to law school. State. We know you're looking to change. Mental state, mental state, mental state. Yeah, mental state. states, I don't know. That's a C minus at best. I... <laughs> As it stands? Yeah, it's, yeah. Low. All right, one more. <sighs> okay, I'm just writing this All down the violations. Really quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we, we need to improve list. our gauntlet, and we're gonna have to just start saying like we're gonna have to get just it's gonna just be blanket reject. Like when we see these blatant violations it's just going to be like no nah, we're not reading that sorry we don't have time i'm not trying yeah. to act all big time i just like we have we get a mountain of these submissions and i want to focus on the good ones like especially yeah. i mean the first one today was just all-star anna the that was amazing. amazing yeah um okay one more yeah if we had more time we could actually read all of the good ones and maybe help people see the whole yeah. picture this is from Sean. After working for a landscaping company over the summer, I started a landscaping group with a friend from the company to work around my cut school that. schedule. I'll cut that sentence. Like, wh why do you have to bring up after working for someone else? I th like over the summer is a reference to a season. Wh why? <laughs> for yeah. what? Like, what does that do to move the ball forward? I started a landscaping yeah. company. Okay, great. That's a thing you did. That's a point in your favor. While working for the landscaping company, I don't know whether this is the one you started or the one you worked for, I worked on many large-scale projects which required month-long operations on the house or office. The house or office? 
I, what house are you referring to? Okay, so we also see a violation of which again. Yeah. <laughs> which versus that. I'm going to write that down. Um, eventually, I joined a, jo- joined a job. Oh, like, a, okay. I joined a job with a small group of between two <laughs> and four people. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I, I joined a How many job people were on with the a small group of between two and four people. That literally means three. Because if you're between those two, <laughs> you <laughs> there's only one number left. Yeah, like, three. is this a riddle? <laughs> ben just solved it instantly. Ben's smart, so he got it. But we, Ben has solved your tricky puzzle that you joined a group with three people. It's a small group of between two and four. Okay. Sorry, Sean. You can't make this stuff no, up. No, you really can't. Okay. No, truth is way stranger than fiction. If we tried to write comedy bad personal statements, we would never do this good of a job. We, we wouldn't be that good. Nope. Okay. After, okay. Again, after geez, Louise, this, every sentence here has a preamble after working for a landscaping company, company over the summer while working for the landscaping company, eventually comma after working for a few weeks, comma, as if it's weird. The same with the next two, next three soon after comma, many times yeah. comma while there. L- listen, Y'all, your sentences don't need to have a comma after the first two fucking words every time. Like, just say what you did. Stop with, why does every sentence have to start with like that? It's so weird. I don't get it. Soon after, comma, many times, comma, while there, comma, for instance, comma. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, Okay. Anyways. After working for a few weeks, the foreman began showing me the irrigation systems and how to fix common problems. Okay, that's what the foreman is doing. What are you doing? Soon after, we began working closely together on days where it was just the superintendent and What us. does that mean? Why is that an important oh, fact like a, to share? A, is, this a, is this a bromance? Right. It's brewing? like, we got super man. close, man. That, that, we, we saw some <laughs> shit, man. Us and that superintendent. We began, look at that sentence, soon after, we began working closely together on the days where it was just the superintendent and us. It sounds so, it sounds wrong. I I just don't understand where you're going with that. What? Like, that's like, snap the ball, hand it off to the running back who like, just kind of starts walking sideways (laughs) slash maybe backward doing nothing like why where are you going are you not we need to move the ball forward like i would prefer a one yard run up the middle than a just wander into the backfield this is not going in what are we doing what are we doing yeah many times comma he decided to take me on calls he got to previous wait what Many times he decided to take me on calls. He got to previous sites to work on irrigation this issues. This is like the, the superintendent chose me to go work on yeah, irrigation. Yeah, that's what this story is. While there, I gained hands-on experience of how to troubleshoot with irrigation and quickly learned the layout of the system based on the information within the control panel. Okay, for instance... Wait, that's a broken sentence we were, though, right? I mean... I gained hand on hands-on experience of 
how to troubleshoot with irrigation? No, I gained while there, I learned how to troubleshoot irrigation. There's all these extra weird prepositions. Okay, anyway, third paragraph, go. For instance, when we went to a large property that was leaking somewhere in the system, we had to individually turn on each system and interpret the computer output to see which one was the problem. Once we determined the problem was on the fourth line, he turned it on. I'm sorry. He turned it on once more while I inspected the area where, according to the diagram, there were pipes to sprinklers, pipes to the sprinklers. These sentences are long. Eventually, I found the spot where I could see the water, see water bubbling up and dug the trench around the line. Sure enough, comma, (laughs) so many preambles. There was a crack in the PVC pipe. And after he shut the water off, I cut off the broken part and glued on a new piece of pipe. We then tested the system one last time, and everything worked perfectly with all the sprinklers receiving water. I don't water. want to hear this story. I mean, I, like, I'm no. fine with <laughs> mundane stories that show you working, but I want to see you working in more professional capacities. Like The fact that you learned how to get out the glue fixed PVC pipe, I mean, it's just like, where yeah. are you going with this? Why, why are you telling me about this story that, by the way, this happened over the summer before you started your own goddamn company, which I'd much rather hear about you running the company than this, like, here's how I learned how to fix a sprinkler system. Yeah, well, this is odd, too, because now we're hearing about this again. After the summer came to a close, I quit since my classes conflicted with the work schedule. However, I don't care. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> what? No. In the interest of working with my my way through college, I called up a friend I made at the company who was in a similar situation and asked him if he wanted to continue landscaping. Way too much like origin story detail that we just cut everything so far. All that goes start your business and then tell me about running your business, which is about what he's going to get to. So let me give, let me hear one more paragraph. Sure. We decided to begin by advertising in our neighborhoods to see if there was any demand for landscaping this Just time of year. Just put a period after neighborhoods. We decided to begin by advertising in our neighborhoods, period. What did you do next? We, we put up, well, he says so, but you could just say, instead of, drop the word so, just say, we put up flyers, went door to door occasionally, occasionally, and post, <laughs> went door to door, and posted our ads on Facebook and next door. M dash. No, it's not an M dash. It's, uh, I think that's what he's trying to do. He's got two dashes, which proved to be the most effective method. Okay, you could have just done a comma. Yeah, get rid of that. No, Everybody needs to get rid of the fancy punctuation. It's like you need to use periods and sometimes commas, but nothing else. Because you just don't yeah, know how to do um, it right. Um, yeah, no one does. M dashes. Okay. Um, fake M dashes. One of the jobs we got was a project which involved, okay, again, violating which versus that, which involved removing the current dead grass, applying a few inches of topsoil, and reseeding the yard. The customer also wanted advice on where to move her flowers since the hydrangeas were doing poorly in the shade. (laughs) We advised that she put them closer to the front yard, front of the yard, since it seemed to get the most sunlight and would be a welcoming invitation to the house. Once we added that to our list, we began digging up the grass and bagging it to bring to a 
composting facility, semicolon. However, it was clear that there would be too much for our cars. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I think I'm just like exhausted from the first few paragraphs. I, I want to hear we negotiate. more about, we're way, we're way over yeah. time. I think we're done with this. But yeah. I want to hear yeah. more about the operation of the business. I'm much more interested in the part about how you generated the business. You don't then need to go into the hydrangeas and they were doing poorly in the shade. Like I, <laughs> And this is why we recommended Yeah, that's like, too much. That's too specific on details that don't matter. I want to see you as a thriving, successful business. That does not involve you talking about removing the dead grass and applying topsoil. It's like, here's how we got business. I want to hear about the numbers. I want to hear about the referrals. Maybe I want to hear about marketing, I, you know, negotiating prices. Okay. That's fine. But you're throwing in all these weird extraneous details about stuff that don't help to move the ball forward. Again, it's just like, it's the, it's the, <laughs> the weird football play that just goes absolutely nowhere. You know, the like kind of just wandering off. Um, yeah. Last paragraph, because okay. those can sometimes be instructive. Why don't you read the last paragraph? Yeah. It says our business would include these small scale projects throughout the next year and a half until we could go to college campuses and had to stop working together. Oh, but ultimately, learning from the foreman and my interest in irrigation became a cornerstone of the services that we supplied. That doesn't make sense. Since what? A well, no, learning <laughs> from the foreman became a cornerstone of the services you supplied? <laughs> that act of learning. <laughs> that sentence doesn't. That's a broken Be sentence. That's just not a, not a sentence. Yeah. We supplied, since many of our jobs, including fixing up sprinkler systems, M-Dash, Especially since, especially ones that had not been winterized and burst. Over Back the to the sprinklers. End of <laughs> personal Drop statement. Mic. Boom. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. Just very, just odd. Um, I, I can see, I can see Sean trying to take our advice. Yeah. But the execution on it is just not good. Uh, um, I don't like that. Like. Sean, you don't need to tell me that you're not doing this business anymore. In fact, please don't tell me that you're not doing this business anymore. You know, like you and your buddy, mm -hmm. our business would include these small, our business included. I don't think anybody should use the word would. Yeah, that's one of our rules, uh, right? It, it sure should be because like, I, yeah. I think you can do control F for the word would. And I almost guarantee yeah. that it's probably, it just shouldn't be there. It, yeah. You know, you could have said our business included these small scale projects throughout the next mm -hmm. year and a half until we could go to college campuses and had to stop working together, which you just cut all that. Like that sentiment of, oh yeah, well we had to stop because we were, you know, it, we went to college. It's like, okay, so then <laughs> I don't give a shit any about your business anymore. It. It's like not a successful business. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to bring up yeah. a business, let me believe that it is still an ongoing concern. Please don't, yeah. you know, oh yeah, well we, we did, yeah, we did this small scale projects, but then we stopped. That's yeah. not helping your case. All right. Thank you, Sean. Thank you everybody for submitting. We do appreciate your submissions.
And I hope that you yeah. take Thank our you. advice the way it's intended, which is only to help you. We are, we are not here to mock anybody. I mean, it, as we go, it is funny. And so we, we laugh. <laughs> um, but our job, our, we're not, that's the intention is not to mock anybody. We're, our intention is to just help you get better. Yeah. Hopefully you see why it's funny. Laugh at yourself as we try to laugh at ourselves yeah. and make it better. Yeah. All right. Here's today's violations. Number one, stop capitalizing. This was probably one of like three minor mistakes that, who was that? Anna made. Um, I don't remember who was first, but in any case, she pat she capitalized patent examiner. Um, don't capitalize job titles, basically. Also, avoid these words. We keep hearing them over and over again. Passion, unique, obtain. You don't need them. Um, anyways. So we had a violation about um, numbers. Uh, people just throw in weird numbers like more than 115 inventions or they say upwards of 20 clients or 40 plus weekly work hours, like either say the exact number or say, you know, you might sometimes say more than a hundred or something if you don't yeah. want to say the specific number <laughs> between two and four people. That was <laughs> probably the funniest <laughs> one. Um, okay. Yep. No more mental states. Specifically, we're going to focus on feelings here because Jerry couldn't stop talking about her feelings. I feel strongly about, this was all from the same statement. I feel strongly about, I wanted to, I felt strongly about, I became even more interested. I knew I wanted to, I wanted to work hard. I concluded that. All these things are mental states. We want to know yeah. what you did, not That's what you just a waste felt. of space is all because you could instead say what you actually did instead of just wasting so much time talking about how you felt about it or what you learned about it. Another big problem is that people shit on their own situation. This happens almost exclusively in the last paragraph, but people love throwing <laughs> in, although I'm proud of my work and then like say something negative, although my business experience has been primarily positive and then say something negative, despite attempts to compromise, although I believe my current work is important, just stop it. We know that you're looking for a change. You wouldn't be applying to law yeah. school if you didn't want to drop a major change bomb on your life. Okay? <laughs> we get it. <laughs> you're going to do something different. Law school is going to be yep. extremely different. It's going to be the weirdest thing you've ever done. Legal practice is the weirdest world. Like there is no other world that is similar to the to the legal world. And we understand that you're looking for a change. You don't need to say you're looking for a change. Yep. We also had the vague verbs. Uh, we do like the I and then verb construction, but people still are tempted to say I worked or I supported or <laughs> something like that. Work is just a vague word. What did you do at work? That would be nice. Uh, the, the weird tense, uh, maybe somebody can email help at thinkinglsat.com and tell us what's up with the tense of the verb tense that includes would. Yeah. But people all the time, you know, instead of saying, I wrote six LSAT books, I could say, I would write six LSAT books over That's the so subsequent or I would write five books. years or yeah. whatever. And it's just like, it's never correct. I don't think, or it's, it's never necessary. And it's always so strange. Cause it's like, you go from a more straightforward, just past tense into this other verb tense that says would, 
and then the verb instead of mm -hmm. just the verb with an ed on it. So you can go ahead and do a control F on your on your statement for the word would, and I'm pretty sure you don't need them. I, I, show me an example of one where you think you need it, but I, I, I don't think you do. Yeah. Um, we saw people going back in time over and over and over again. We've granted you uh, the option to go back in time once, but it's certainly not required, and you don't have to. Um, but people talking about being 10 years old, people talking about the summer before their junior year, and then the internship before well, that, it's just like, yeah. okay. I think we need a hard and fast rule that we're not talking about high school yeah. or prior. Ever. Yeah, I feel like we've said that so yeah, many times, ever. right? I, but ever. Okay. I don't want to hear about anything that happened to you in high school or before. Mm -hmm. And even if you are going to tell me a story about college, you don't need to mention that it was in college. You could just yeah. tell me what yeah. you did. You don't have to say yep. in my junior year. You don't have to say as an intern. You could just say what you did at the job. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, next one. Oh, don't mention your writing experience. It's yep. so bad when you talk about writing. All it does is it raises the bar on our expectations for your writing. Talking about paper yep. editing services, talking about I was a writing tutor. Just omit all that shit. I mean, because it's just yep. it's like you're just wanting to play the game on hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just up the level for no yep. no reason avoid the passive voice we saw that a lot today um i think it might have come from the same uh submission but progression was seen <laughs> okay you saw the students progress scheduling is coordinated uh who's doing that coordinating well that's the problem you with are that passive so, voice like that's the Passive yeah. voice is used when you want to hide the subject. You know, journalists... Which is exactly the opposite of what we're telling every single person to do. Start your sentences with <laughs> I. Make you yeah. the subject. Make you the yeah. actor. Uh, Y'all got to stop it on the fancy punctuation. You're, all of your privileges are revoked. I just don't want to see semicolons, colons, exclamation points, for God's sake. M dashes... I like an M dash. I overuse M dashes, but you guys just don't. It's like it's drawing attention to the writing too much. It, it takes away from your story and it makes us go like, well, everyone keeps just using them. Well, right. So I think like if it was like, if it was sprinkled in there once and it was used correctly and it was used because there was some need and that punctuation fulfilled that need, but that's not what's happening. You guys are using it wrong. You're trying to force it in where it's completely unnecessary. So we just need a hard and fast rule. You cannot do yeah. it. If you do it, we're going to say well, it's a violation. There are people who will do it and we won't even notice it because they did it correctly. Yeah. But like yeah. if we notice it, it's probably wrong. So just don't do it. Okay. Um, which versus that? Uh, here's the rule. It's pretty easy, but people mess it up all the time. If you use which, like for example, um, I went to the company, which was located to the south. You need a comma before that okay. which. If, if you don't have a comma, then you need to use the word that. We didn't see this error today, but I see it all the time in these sentences and personal statements. 
people are talking about a person and when they describe them, they use the word mm. that. So for example, if I said, um, the guy that brought me my pizza. Who, yeah. The guy that, that brought you your pizza. No, it's the guy yeah, who, who brought, me brought you yeah. your pizza. It's a person, not a okay. thing. So, um, okay. Last one, just stop with the fucking preambles on every sentence. The, some of you write in a manner where every single sentence starts with, uh, soon after comma and then you say your sentence many times comma and then you start your sentence while there comma and then you start your sentence stop you're like abusing the comma instead just start yeah. with the actual action i did this i did that i did this i did that it's just a much more straightforward form of writing that doesn't waste it's like a verbal tick when you guys keep putting in these preambles at the beginning of every single sentence. Yeah. I guess I guess we should we call them preambles. Um I don't know what it is that we're actually trying to refer to. In some cases they are uh transition phrases and transition phrases can be good. They can help the reader follow where you're going. But it's like some of you, it seems like you have to transition every fucking sentence and then it's just, you're kind of beating me yep. over the head with what's happening. Anyways, be LSAT famous. If you want to send in your personal statement, go to lsat.link forward slash statement. And don't please just check those commandments pretending that you have followed them when you have not. Um, we're going to have to think about how to update that form. But in any case, if you have questions for the show, uh, LSAT or law school admissions related, email help at thinkinglsat.com. If you have questions about the LSAT demon, which is how you can prepare for the LSAT with us, with me and Nathan and our amazing team, by the way, which has grown over the years and is huge now, email help at thinkinglsat.com. That was episode 318 of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Thanks all y'all for listening. Nice knowing you. Don't pay for law school.